Good morning. This is Eileen Epps Hamilton within the Word Ministries, and I'd like to welcome you to this week's edition of Morning Reflections, where we help you begin your day with God. Well, today we are going to continue our discussion with reference to the whole counsel of God. You know, the last few weeks we've talked about where we get our information and ask Siri as we looked at the influence of media, marketing, and social messaging on our information base and how we gain knowledge. We spent some time talking about technology and social media and its effect on our lives, especially with regard to sources of knowledge to guide our decision and life choices. Last time we met, we talked about counsel and what counsel meant. Counsel was a noun and is a noun that means advice, direction, and instruction. When we talked about the whole counsel of God, we were speaking of Paul's definition as he introduced this phrase in Acts 20, 27. As he left the elders of the Ephesians church, he guided them to make sure that they took the whole gospel message, not a part of it, the whole total truth about God's salvation. The whole counsel of God, we can say in summary, is God's truth revealed in his purpose and his will. So today we're going to continue that discussion in this new series on the whole counsel of God. And we're going to talk about the wisdom of God, the wisdom of God. It's our hope that we as believers, as we deal with the daily challenge to live in a world where our faith and our Christian lifestyle is at risk, that we will have confidence to defend and to continue in the way that God is leading us. While God's salvation is unquestionable and his faithfulness to us is undeniable, it is we believers who must be reminded to grow in our faith so that we can remain free from the sinful influences of the world. The whole Council of God's series is going to focus on building our confidence and spiritual grit to earnestly contend for our faith, unashamedly, openly, without guilt or embarrassment. Jude 3 says, Beloved, although I am very eager to write to you about our common salvation, I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once all delivered to saints. Reliance on the whole counsel of God will fortify us against persistent assaults from the world and satanic attacks. 1 Corinthians 2 and 5 states, so that your faith might not rest in the wisdom of men, but the power of God. That your faith, that our faith, will not rest in what men say, but in the power of God. 
I'd like to kick off this series by returning to an earlier Word Bites entitled Wisdom of God. I've chosen this teaching because the believer's understanding of God's wisdom is foundational in our acceptance of the whole counsel of God and for living victoriously under kingdom rule. God has the first and final word in all things. Why? Because we trust in his love. Because we trust in his love too, we submit to his sovereign rule in our life and are willing to receive his wisdom. Welcome to the wisdom of God. 1 Corinthians 1, 23 and 24 reads, but we preach Christ crucified to the Jews a stumbling block and to the Greeks foolishness, but to those who are called, both Jews and Greeks, Christ is the power of God and the wisdom of God. After reading 1 Corinthians 1 and 2, I wanted to get out of my seat, stand tall, stick out my chest, and figuratively drop the mic. This teaching by Paul to the Corinthians was, for me, the capstone, the finale, the ultimate answer for us who are desperately seeking wisdom. Christ crucified, which is the gospel message, is not only the power of God, but it is the wisdom of God. While time and space does not permit us to fully teach this passage, I invite you to include it in your future Bible study devotion, the wisdom of God. Okay, what is the wisdom of God? For the believer in Christ, the wisdom of God is the truth that he has set forth in his word and through his Holy Spirit. This wisdom becomes accessible to us through belief in Jesus Christ and his saving work to lost humanity. Matthews one twenty one said, She will bear a son. His name is Jesus, for he will save his people from sin. He came to save humanity. This wisdom shapes our beliefs and the reality in which we daily live. Truth is missing from our world today. And we need a reliable source of truth that cannot be found in media marketing or social imaging, not in technology or social media, not in talk shows, but in a reliable source that never changes. Although 1 Corinthians is not part of wisdom literature as we talk and clarify and classify the different books of the Bible, it does illustrate the fact that the gospel and acceptance of its truth will result in true wisdom from above. So why was it considered foolishness in Paul's day? Why is it considered foolishness today? This requires that we look at the context of Paul's letter, what was happening in the city of Corinth and what were the beliefs at that particular time. And that's how we look at scripture. We don't just take out a scripture and move from that, but we look at it in a context historically, what is going on at that time? What is the 
um, the meaning of words during that time, which are very different than they are now. That's why it's very good to have a study Bible and your Bible dictionary and a concordance. And many of those are online now, so it's really easy to access it. But back to 1 Corinthians 1.30. Corinth was a key city in ancient Greece until it was destroyed by the Romans. The city was filled with shrines and temples leading to idolatry and corrupt living. The diversity of the population produced many philosophers with Greek philosophy being the dominant thinking. Okay, Think about what's the dominant thinking now. These men filled their days with study and espousing their beliefs as to the existence of divine beings, the nature of life, and how life was to be lived. Sounds like a modern day talk show to me, okay? When Paul spoke of the wisdom and power of, of the gospel, the Jews demanded a sign. You have to show us, okay? Show me, I'm from Missouri, you have to show me. While the Greeks demanded worldly wisdom. So they questioned where and what was the source of this wisdom. Both groups appearing as wise became fools. Romans 1, 21 through 22 says, For although they knew God, they did not honor him as God or give thanks to him because they became futile in their thinking and their foolish hearts were darkened. Claiming to be wise, they became fools. Wow, sounds like 2022 to me. You might find some parallels with activities and beliefs we find in the 21st century. Technology, information, knowledge, as I've stated before, have all been touted as the crown jewels of wisdom for this age. The explosion of the internet, microchip development, robotics, artificial intelligence, genetic reengineering have become but a few of man's self-proclaimed proofs of his superiority to any professed God. Such progress has created a sense of deity within man, leaving God and his wisdom behind as mere relics of a past civilization. The results of such thinking puts future generations, ah, this is so important, the results of such thinking puts future generations of, in jeopardy of forgetting God and his mighty works. Such thinking has become nouveau wisdom. So why does the wisdom of God seem like foolishness? Back to our question. Paul answers this question in 1 Corinthians 7.15, which I would lead you to read on your own. That's 1 Corinthians 2, 7-15. The wisdom of God, number one, cannot be understood using human wisdom. It's trying to read, for example, trying to read Spanish and using a French dictionary. The Holy Spirit, number two, being God himself, is the revealer of the wisdom of God. The Holy Spirit is the revealer of the wisdom of God. And the Holy Spirit does not dwell in unbelievers. Therefore, they can't receive the wisdom of God. Okay, the wisdom of God can't be 
understood using human reasoning. You can't read it like you read a book off the shelf in the library. It is necessary to receive the Holy Spirit who will reveal to you what the wisdom is in the decision you're making. And because of that, unbelievers do not have access to that wisdom. God's method in sharing his wisdom through his word and through his spirit are spiritually critical and they're unnatural to the natural ungenerated man. To them, it appears as foolishness. The wisdom of God, however, is available through Jesus' work of salvation, providing whosoever will with access to the wisdom of God, the creator, God the deliverer, and God the sustainer. He is all wisdom. And if you would like to have access to the counsel of God, if you are looking for the right answers and the solution, if you're looking for God's truth revealed in his purpose and his will, I invite you today to accept him as your Lord and Savior, and that's easy to do. Just go to our website, itwministries.org, click on the invitation tab, and go from there. The whole counsel of God, the wisdom of God is accessible to you through your relationship with Jesus Christ and through the presence of the Holy Spirit. Okay, kind of a long lesson today, but this is really critical to moving forward. And so I invite you to come back next week and we'll continue this discussion on the whole counsel of God. Please share this podcast with your friends and family. And I look forward to being with you next week on Morning Reflections. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm.